Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of What's Your Fantasy? Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm one of your co co-hosts, MJ, with Scott and the Fun Train. We got an exciting, very exciting episode for you today, recapping our home dynasty league uh, startup draft. And man, that's going to be the bulk of our talk today. And uh, we're going to go ahead and get started with our icebreaker so we can get straight into it. So our icebreaker uh, today is going to be our favorite NFL uniform. And of course, we're going to bar ourselves from picking our favorite team because I know I, we all know what who Scott is going to choose for his favorite uni. But your choice of uniform can span the entire duration of the history of the NFL. I'm going to start off with something easy. I've always loved the Seahawks. Seahawks jerseys have always been, I mean, I, I just love that neon green. Navy is one of my favorite colors. And, you know, it's just one of those colors, well, uniforms that you can always tell it's a Seahawk uniform. You see that neon, neon green, you see that Navy, Navy blue. And it's just, that's see those, those are the Seattle Seahawks. So always so sharp. Um, who's up next? Steve-O? Yeah, I think Seahawks are probably my honorable mention. I think specifically nice. the, the color rush Seahawks uniform, which is the all lime green uniform. Crazy. And color rush across the board is my favorite uniforms. Like I just love flashy, bold, bright colors. Um, for me, and it's fitting as I was just in New Orleans this past weekend and shout out with a few of our league members, uh, Robert Harrison and Allison, who Allison had a birthday yesterday. So shout out to her. Um, happy belated. Happy belated. Uh, favorite uniform, New Orleans Saints color rush white uniforms. So it's Weird. their all white uniforms with the gold numbers. They are. When I when I was starting to look at the uniform, I just saw saw them again. And I was like, man, every time I see those on TV, it's just so crisp, so clean. I love the Saints uniforms. Oh, baby, great choice, Scott. Yeah, MJ stole mine. I definitely like um, Seahawks <laughs> fluorescent green. I don't know if the color rush, like the fluorescent green on fluorescent green tops and bottoms, is my favorite. I think I like the green jersey with the navy pants. But um, since MJ took that one from me, I'm gonna say um, the Bengals with their white helmets and all white, the, the white Bengal helmet. I don't know what it is. It's, it's cool. Um, I like it a lot. Bengals color rush is what you're referring yeah. to. Okay. <laughs> the Bengals color rush then. Yeah. I yeah. mean, obviously we, we know the best uniform is the Cowboys, but, um, can't say that. So. Up for debate, but <laughs> 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 all right. Great choices, you guys. Um, and gentlemen into that with that, I mean, uh, we'll move straight into the, Dynasty Superflex startup recap, um, which honestly had its fair share of uh, surprises. Um, I guess we had some crazy trades that went down before, during. I mean, it was, uh, gosh, it was just a whirlwind of emotion. And I think all of us had a bunch of surprises Um that popped up for each one of us. I mean, I, I really like all of our teams too, and everybody's teams, man. But we're going to start off with our first section was with just going to be those trades. Scott, what happened? Yeah, so this league uh, started off with some bangers pre-draft and the very first trade, mind-blown, um, crazy trade between Daddy CG, which is Charlie, and King Crow, which is Josh. Uh, Josh got Charlie to give him the 1.01 1 
in the dynasty startup. But what did uh, it cost? He, he, so he got the 1.01 and the 7.12, but he gave up his 2.09, his 3.09, his 4.04, and his 25 first. So, I mean, Charlie definitely got paid for the 1.01. Um, without going into too much more detail on that, because uh, we'll talk about how it kind of turned out for both teams. Um, what, what do you guys just think of that right off the bat as the first trade in the, in the Dynasty League? Sheesh. Yeah. Uh, those are my thoughts. Yeah, it was a big trade. Um, I think equitable at the end of the day, but not something that I was willing to pull the trigger on. Same. Given the opportunity. But uh, yeah, equitable. Don't know if I would have done it, but we will talk about that soon. Yeah. So the next trade, uh, Stephen was actually involved in uh, also with Charlie. Um, and Steven got the 2.09, which Charlie had just received from Josh and return basically went with his FM picks and got rid of his 24 first, his 24 second and his 25 second to Charlie. So Charlie raking in the picks, Steven getting another second round, uh, for the startup draft. The third trade involved MJ, um, and Charlie. with these trades man um but mj got the 3.09 which charlie had just gotten from josh and he gave up his 24 first and 24 second so one less pick than steven gave up but one round later as well um and then the fourth round or the fourth pick i should say i finally got in on the action um i gave up my 2.03 and my 24 first and 25 first and i got the 1.02 so uh i paid a little bit less than Josh did. I, I used a lot more future equity than Josh did, um, and I had a higher second there. Uh, but I got the 1.02 and was able to keep my first as well um, for that one. And then uh, that was it for pre-draft trades. That's everything that we had up until the draft actually started. So, yeah, tons of action. I mean, I guess it involved a, a lot of us um wheeling and dealing our picks um steven uh, overall how did you think the the draft went yeah i was very happy with the outcome i think overall my thoughts are that people made generally good decisions was surprised by a lot of the choices in a good way Hmm. throughout the draft and overall, I think the teams are somewhat in line with one another. I, I don't think that there are a ton of, I, I don't think it's lopsided, I guess I would say. Um, I think it's going to be much more competitive than I did going into the draft. Um, but yeah, I think good decisions were made. Um, didn't love the trade between Scott and Nadex. But apart from that, I think uh, the trades were for the most part equitable. And I think, uh, yeah, I think, like I said, I I don't, looking at all the the rosters, I'm I'm excited that it's going to be a competitive league. And I don't, I don't think that um, there are going to be more than a couple of teams that are super struggling in a, in a few months. Yeah. And I I think that's one of the, most important things um you know we don't want anyone to really 
necessarily struggle. Now, I mean, I think one of the biggest things we did stress was the importance of QBs. Yes. Um, um, which we'll get into, of course, as we get into more of the picks. But uh, compared to, you know, Stephen, uh, our last podcast, um, you know, comparing our mottos and our finishes, um, who do you think, uh, or maybe all three of us, but who do you think really hit the hit their mark? Max, their motto the most. Yeah, so um, I, can, I can go back on that really quick. So Scott's was be flexible, uh, and he thought top third, which is one through four. Mine was trust the process, uh, middle of the pack, four or five, and Stephen was domination, but Stephen held back a bit and said four to five as well. Yeah, so I think, I think as far as our predictions of where we fell, I think, we all fall within those predictions. As far as the motto, I think, MJ, I think you probably win with the motto. I will say throughout the draft, I hated a lot of your picks, but looking back at your roster now, um, I am a fan of it. So I think oh, that's thanks, perfect for, for trust the process. Um, I, don't, I don't think I completely dominated the draft. I'm happy with my team, but domination is a strong word. And... Based off of what Scott showed us on uh, for his very detailed uh, draft plan, I don't think he was flexible since he pretty much stuck with his plan, which I think was impressive overall. But I don't think he did anything that was shocking. Yeah, so I, I would say um, I wasn't that flexible, but partly because I didn't need to be. There were only two times where I literally got sniped uh, once by Mitchell with Nick Chubb and once by Steven uh, with Antonio Gibson. Um, and definitely probably didn't make the pick that hindsight I would have actually wanted to slash should have because um, after Nick Chubb got taken right in front of me, uh, I ended up going Josh Jacobs instead of Brees Hall, and then MJ immediately took Brees Hall, like not even thinking about it. And and honestly, the value for that, because this was late fourth, uh, I should have just taken him, and then I would have had uh, a top player, uh, a top two player at every single main position. Um, yeah, it's as far a, as that would have been insane. And that's yeah, a, as far as, I was gonna say, as far as Steven taking Antonio Gibson, um, I was really banking on him being my third running back, and uh, I ended up taking another tight end when I didn't need to. So um, definitely wasn't as flexible as I should have been, and uh, probably should have gone a couple different ways with those two picks. Yeah, Stephen, you're about to say something. Yeah, I think, you know, talking value and, and surprises of the draft, just the biggest ones, I think, Brees Hall falling to, was it the fourth round? Is that when you grabbed him? End of the fourth, man. End of the 4. fourth. 4.11. Yeah, right? extreme value. 4. 10. Obviously, a lot of fear with, you know, his, his injury from last Pretty year. Virtually, yeah. Dalvin Cook coming into the picture. Um but but yeah, I think there was extreme value there, and there was one other. I, I forget who it was now, but who also dropped? I thought Jameson was, dropped a lot, and then uh, Michael Pittman dropped a lot. That Pittman I can remember. Williams. I thought there was another like big wide receiver. I, I, yeah, I can't I can't remember who it was off the top of my head. But but yeah, Brees Hall definitely. I think probably still of the draft. Um, and and yeah, going off of what you and we'll, we'll talk about rankings here soon. But mm. I think um, we did our best to express the importance of Superflex, and I think that that's going to be 
expressed on how we feel about everyone's teams because I think super like super flex two quarterbacks is going to be driving a lot of this conversation of how we think teams are going to be finishing how we think teams are going to do in the future um based off of how they landed at quarterbacks just because um again those those are the foundation of your team and can carry you through any week yeah all agreed I mean I thoroughly enjoyed the draft and I mean, I guess the, the draft tends to be one of my favorite parts of any kind of, any kind of league. Um, there's just so, so much at stake, right? Cause we're trying to build a, a team first and foremost, but we also are trying to build a team that will win multiple years, you know, or try to, uh, gear our team to do that. So I'll, so much strategy goes into it. Scott, like I, like Steven said, I am more than cannot be more impressed that your plan missed out on what two or so players, right. That, that yeah. you were, didn't originally plan for. Yeah. Miss out on two that, uh, I, I didn't really plan for, but I'm happy with what I got instead. Yeah. Um, going back to what Steven said about the quarterbacks, I just want to point out for our listeners, 13 of the first 20 picks were quarterbacks. Um, so obviously we talked about our top eight, you know, extensively before this draft. Um, but in addition to that, another five went before pick 20. Yeah. Um, which it started out hot and it started out great. And then it tapered off. And luckily, uh, me and Scott just got the gobble up all the value, uh, on the quarterbacks here at the end. So, um, can't be more happy about that. But with that, we'll go ahead and move on to our team rankings. Well, it's going to be mine. Now I do it to <laughs> give a little notion that I, you know, this not a thing against anybody. And I personally don't like ranking friends, but I actually, I actually did enjoy this getting a chance to really look at every team, um, seeing their depth, seeing their starters, uh, seeing, as I call their, their bangers, their hammers, um, and seeing where you can improve as well. So these, and don't oh, yes. forget about, don't forget about picks too. Yes, and picks. True. I we uh, that will be factored in into the so we're doing two versions. First is the win now. So our teams based on what they look like now, their chances to win this year, uh, possibly next year as well. Then the implications for the second round of rankings are going to be dynasty rankings, which do take into account the picks. Do take into account picks. Okay, so I'll just go ahead give my top twelve. <laughs> um, number one. Wait, wait, wait. You're starting at the top? I think you, feel, you should start at the bottom. You think I should start at the bottom? Yeah, okay. definitely go 12 to 1. Okay, 12 Suspense. to 1. Suspense. Suspense. You're right. I got to build it. So, uh, for my win now, this year, at 12, Josh. Number 11, Adex. 10, Charlie. 9, Mitchell. 8, J can J John Canada seven Kenneth six Robert five Lance four me three Harry two the fun train and one yes Scott I have to give it to you because I really freaking like your team Oh, thanks, MJ. I wasn't expecting that. I also think you ranked yourself too low, but 
I am my biggest critic. I'm my biggest critic. Um, initial thoughts. Um, who would like to st- go first? Uh, I mean, I guess since you ranked me so high, I'll, I'll give my um, inputs. Uh, can you give me the final six again, Robert, Lance? Oh, uh, top to bottom. So Scott, the fun train, Harry, me, Lance, Robert. So I agree with five of those top six, which okay. we're talking talking playoff teams at this point. Um, honestly, Correct. I I had you as my number one, <laughs> and that's mostly because of your quarterback depth. But I also thought you had uh, the third best running backs. Um, I had you at six for tight ends, eight for wide receivers. Uh, but that the quarterback weight in superflex gave me the nod. Um, and I think you can easily, if you want to, sell your fourth best quarterback and improve at the wide receiver position um if that's what you decide to do but i had you at one i had me at two um so you surprised me with having mitchell solo i i get that um the reason you're down on mitchell is because right now he has one quarterback he has justin fields and then his second quarterback is trey lance who right now is not projected to be the starter for san francisco so but he's building a uh a super flex team here where i think just looking at projected points for week one, he has the second highest, um, which is crazy not having a second quarterback. So for, for me, I actually have Mitchell at three here. If he can mm-hmm. find a way to another quarterback, I think he's definitely super competitive this year. Um, I got Steven and Lance really close, four or five. Um, and then uh, my sixth is Harry, um, who was also in your top six. Uh, unfortunately, I also have Josh at 12. Um I love that he got two of the best quarterbacks, which I guess we didn't hit on that yet. So Josh got Mahomes and Burrow with the 1.01 and 1.04, but he traded away so much that um, I don't think he was able to recuperate the value that he needed to mm-hmm. um, to be able to compete this year. Um, so unfortunately, he's my he's my twelfth as well. I, I do have to make a note, like I, the reason I have Mitchell so low. Yes, it in part is a quarterback, and I mean he could throw in another positional player in there but uh, one of my main concerns is it's just rb depth can they and i don't like i said I, it's not not in good taste to to base players picking players off of injury betting that they're going to get injured it, it's just not but in a dynasty setting and if you look at his rb depth it really just doesn't hit the mark for me he was you know first two are bangers and of course uh, Aaron Jones, but Donta Foreman, one-year deal, Chuba Hubbard, um, who's more of a pass catching back anyway for Carolina, and um Malik Davis, um, who hasn't, you know, Cowboys still are up in the air. So that was my main concern is can these players, you know, when they're most important in weeks what 12, 14, 15, 16? Are they going to be there? They're going to be available. So that was my biggest worry. No, and MJ, I'm completely with you. I actually loved kind of Mitchell's draft choices as the draft was happening. Again, Absolutely. kind of the opposite of you. After looking back, it really was the quarterbacks at the end of the day, along with the depth where I could not put him in my top six uh, playoff teams. I, I, I agree that. Not only running backs, but also wide receivers. I don't yep. think the depth is there. There's a lot of just good players, but not really any guys you want to start on the bench. Um, again, obviously with Tyreek Hill and CD Lamb, I think that's probably the best tandem. Shh, in the league. <laughs> um, 
but uh oh and, and chubb and henry arguably best one two punch um yeah but uh yeah I, I think with fields being the only starting quarterback um only top 40 quarterback honestly on his team um i don't i don't think he'll be able to sustain a playoff run um, i mean that's a, that's an extra 10 15 plus points in the position the super right. back spot you're missing exactly. out on which yeah. i mean you subtract that from the score i mean he's it's a neck and neck against charlie this week uh first week so i think uh another person that i disagree with where you guys have him i think mm-hmm. um mg you have kenneth at seven so not making the playoffs and i forgot where Scott had him, but Kenneth is safely in the top five for me. Um, may not be sexy, but Justin Herbert and Kirk Cousins um, is a great one-two punch. I think that's one of the highest floors at quarterback in the whole league. Um, Cousins, as your as your number two quarterback, he's going to be safely a top 12 to 15 each week. Agreed. Herbert had a down year last year. He has top five potential. So I think that's a great one-two punch. Plus, Jordan Love is his third quarterback. He may not, we don't know how he's going to be, but he's going to be a serviceable quarterback. So for him to be number three quarterback, it's great. McCaffrey and Eckler, that is the Hammers. best one, two running back in the entire league. Safely, like, I mean, yeah, he's he's going to kill it there. Um, Stefan Diggs is his best wide receiver. His yeah, the wide receiver was, room was iffy to me. Yeah, the, the number two wide receiver, I mean, like Pittman, Pickens, um, Jalen Hyatt has some, some potential. So yes, the wide receiver room is a little lacking, but <laughs> Kirsten McCaffrey and Austin Eckler, each of them could hit 30 points a game. So I just, I think again, with the high floor, mm-hmm. with the quarterbacks, with the studs at running backs, um, I, 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 I put them in my, in my top six. Um, okay. so what I, what yeah. happened as I say, for me, I think, I think Kenneth is my, is my first out, um, which basically means he could make the playoffs if. Mitchell's team can't do it with one quarterback or if uh, Lance's team doesn't hit with Richardson, I think Kenneth is the first team to then take one of their spots. For for me, the biggest issue is, yeah, he's got McCaffrey and Eckler and yeah, they could put up 30 points a week. They also are older running backs with injury history. Like I, and I, I don't, I don't hate those running backs. His running backs are better than mine for sure. But um, I feel like he has a lot of question marks. I feel like he has one of the weaker tight end rooms, uh, which holler Kenneth if you want uh, Sam Laporta because I'm willing to deal him. Um, I also think he had the biggest <laughs> biggest reach in the draft with George Pickens. I think George Pickens' ADP was way too high. Um, I, th- I think that's across the board in fantasy football in general. People are taking George Pickens way too high. Um, I think Deontay Johnson's still the number one on that team who I got two rounds later um, than he got Pickens. So He is the number one on that team. Yeah. Um, I, I do like... Herbert and Cousins and everything you guys said about that. Um, Love as his number three, it's better than not having a number three, which is like right. three or four teams in the league. But I, I ranked his quarterback sixth um, in the league, so right there in, in the in the middle. Um, I thought five teams had better quarterbacks, including Josh's, which just has Mahomes and Burrow and no depth. I would still give Josh the nod over the three. Um, also, there's been reports in camp about Love not being that great and the Packers kind of being like, all right, well, what's next if love isn't going to work out? So um, I feel like there's a little bit of question question there, but no, I, I, I don't hate Kenneth's team by any means. And I think he's right there. Fringe playoff team. My, my other big disagreement, which I'm sorry, Harry, but I don't have him in my top six. I think both of you guys had Harry in your top six and he is not up there for me. I think he's got a, 
Um, solid core at quarterback uh, with Goff, Rodgers, and Tannehill as his three. I think that's a, again, safe floor on a week-to-week basis. Um, Bijan, number one running back. Swift is a solid two. Um, and I think there's a lot of potential receivers. Garrett Wilson, Christian Watson. But after that, it kind of falls off. Um, of course, okay. he's got Kelsey at tight end, which is positional um, positional win each week. Um, I just I don't I don't think he's got a ton of players that are gonna like bring him over the yeah edge. really bring him over the top yeah um, and so for that that reason like again I think like with Goff and Rogers can they finish top ten each week yes but I feel like more likely than not they're gonna be finishing between ten and twenty um, and uh, and yeah I think I think because of that um, he's not not cracking my top six. I think for me, it was Kelsey. He's got the best tight end, um, as far as we know, at least for this year. We, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with Kelsey after this year. Um, but he ought, like the Wilson and Rogers stack. I love that. I think the warp there is is great. Um, I I like his young wide receiver core with Wilson, Watson, and Burks. Yeah, I know Jadre uh, Hopkins just came to town, but Burks is still going to get a lot of looks in that offense. Um, I, I think he's got a, a really solid, uh, starting lineup, especially his depth might be yeah. a little questionable, the depth but is what put, I, like, yeah, can push him down a bit for me. Um, and I mean, uh, we'll just have to see, man. I, it's, I, oh, gosh, I don't know. I, it was so hard to rank these teams and I, I like, I have to say that again. I mean, really? everyone drafted ex- exceptionally well and we're all three of us are just nitpicking but geez everyone did a great job so i have to say that again yeah do you want to get to the dynasty ranks now yes so i'll go ahead and move on to our dynasty ranks okay so from the bottom i have josh 11 mitchell um next up i have uh 11 10 um i've got kenneth nine lance eight jcan seven um oh i can't read my handwriting excuse me um i have charlie there at seven or yeah uh followed by harry five Adex. I'm sorry, I have Rob. Sorry, my list is crazy. Rob at five. Adex at four. Scott at three. The fun train. And then I do have me at one. Yeah, I had to give myself one for something. Um, I I don't disagree with that, MJ. I think I really like your team. now and for the future i think you built a really good uh possible win now team and you've you've got a ton of young talent um for the future uh you also held on to one of your firsts unlike steven and i did um i think i would probably have charlie a little bit higher for dynasty let's let's just talk about his uh picks real quick he's got one two three 2024 firsts one, two, three, four, 2025 seconds, or sorry, 2025 firsts, um, you know, in addition to 
all his other seconds and thirds that he has. He by far has more picks than anybody else, more first round picks than anybody else. Um, I think Charlie is really set up like three, four years from now. We could be in trouble. Uh, yes, and, well, Team Charlie. <laughs> and well, and I, I, I want to. I hope you guys do have a lot of disagreements with this because a lot of my basis for Dynasty uh, is based on you know, of course, the picks. Now the picks only push you up so much. Like like you said, three, four years. Okay. Now now we get to talk about his picks. Now are those picks going to be guaranteed to be hammers to replace? I mean, we're talking. Cooper Cup, Devonta Adams, um, Keenan Allen, Tyler Lockett, who are arguably at the tail end of their career. So we're talking that he, him having to replace four positional players, and that's that's what scared me a bit for his uh, dynasty outlook. Now, I completely can- agree. I, th- I think you have him in the right spot, and Jake is exactly exactly that reason. Like, yes, he's getting picks, but over the next three to four years, he's also losing those guys that you mentioned: Cup, Adams, Allen. Jonathan Taylor as a running back is going to be going out in in three to four years. And so he's going to have to decide, am I going to get some stud or new young quarterbacks or am I going to get some stud wide receivers and running backs? So I don't think he'll be able to fill them all at once. And 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 I don't disagree with you, Steven. And in fact, MJ and I were talking about this. We were kind of like, well, what's Charlie's strategy here as he was making his picks? Because he basically sold the farm for the future, but then he's also picking these win-now studs in Cup and Jonathan Taylor um Devonte adams like keenan allen tyler lockett these are guys that you want right now if you're trying to win right now and honestly if i'm charlie and if charlie's listening to this i am shopping those guys out and trying to get even more 2021 first 2024 first 2025 first and and really just taking for the future um or or have less package. And, or yeah i was gonna say yeah. or take the 2024 first 2025 first that he has now and try and go buy some quarterbacks or some players to win now. Um, But sitting where he's at right now is not ideal. I would go one of the two directions, uh, send fillers out there, see what people are willing to trade and pick a direction. Cause I think he's got potential if he does something with it. And uh, once again, I, I I can't wait to hear the rest of you guys rankings, but that's the basis of like a lot of my, my bottom, the tiers players that you may not suspect at the bottom is just like they do have a lot of these win now components. Um, how will they transition with even less picks, you know, than what Charlie has, than what ADEX has? Then, you know, uh, so please, yeah, if you guys have any differences, please uh, let me hear them. I'm curious as to what gave Steven the nod over me for Dynasty. Is it CJ Stroud, like having the younger quarterback? Uh, yes, it was the younger quarterback and I, it, it wasn't much. It was just how, you know, with your picks, you know, and your depth, like how much longer are we going to get, uh, um, uh, James Connor, Cooper, Amari yeah, Cooper. For sure. Um, I've, I've got some aging guys. I definitely went Jamal Williams win, win this year. Yes, but I mean, and now to your credit, that's why I I was just like, holy smokes, these guys are set up for success, which is why I'm like, this this one or two year window is your time to shine. But I mean, we don't know what trades people are going to make too. So yeah, no, anything can happen. This is all projections on things that we don't know. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. but it's it's based on what the information that we do have at this time. And also on top of that, it's like, 
Yeah, I, I, I kept Steven up there just because, I mean, I, I I mean, a young quarterback. I, I think Josh, I, the kids are still only 27. I mean, he's got, I mean, if he keeps that wide receiver depth, I, I don't think he'll ever have to change his wide receivers. He's going to be possibly missing out on one running back uh, in which he could possibly fill with Rashad White already. I mean, I, I think Steven played, played the draft exceptionally well as, uh, too. Yeah, because we know he didn't want he didn't want the rookie quarterback, but I think he was very flexible when he ended up with him. Yeah, I definitely was not ever aiming to get CJ Stroud, but I uh, yeah, I think I just had to take take the chance on him. Um, wasn't expecting him to be one in your dynasty ranking, so appreciate that. But I, I will say, I think I think across the board, again, I looking back, I. I don't think my team is necessarily sexy, but I think I have the best best depth in the entire league. Um, and I don't know if it's particularly close. Um, yeah, I can agree with that. But but again, starter wise, like I mean, I mean, my wide receivers are pretty sick, but like running backs, not not the sexiest. Um, the two quarterbacks together, not the sexiest. Um, my tight ends aren't sexy. But I feel like I got I got some some depth going on, um, which which makes me feel a little safe. And and shockingly, yeah, I, I don't think it's uh it, it is like I, I think I can win now, but it's definitely not an all in win now due to due to the age. So mm-hmm. um definitely happy with that. I think I think my biggest disagreement just gut check looking at your list, MJ. I feel like I feel like Lance maybe deserves a little more credit. Um, I think you had him at nine. Yeah, I didn't have dynasty rankings. Mm-hmm. Look, on, on, honestly, I, had, I think I had the most difficult time ranking Lance's team because it. I think his entire future is based off of Anthony Richardson. If Anthony Richardson hits, Lance is going to have the best quarterback duo in the league because Lamar Jackson and Anthony Richardson are going to be the best dual threat quarterbacks. They are going to have the highest floor on a week to week basis. Mm-hmm. You could get easily 60 to 70 points a game between those two guys. And so I think that that could drive his entire team. So it isn't if, but if Richardson hits, I think Lance is going to be great for dynasty Desmond Ritter, obviously a be even bigger question mark, but if he ends up doing well this year, um, that could be a great number three that he has. Um, and then with his running backs, Etienne and Dobbins, I know that there's some injury concerns, but they're both young running backs. I think one of the younger kind of best cores in, in the league. So again, I think there's a pretty um, pretty high ceiling there. Wide receivers, I think, are definitely the question mark. Um, I guess pausing there, but Kyle Pitts is his tight end. Again, I think that was a little bit of a homer pick. It was a Florida pick, but also he's, so young the ceiling is through the roof if he can hit um but but again i think that there's a there's a huge opportunity there um so yeah so i really i think lance's only weak spot is wide receiver um but i just think that yeah there's just so much potential with these other guys that i think i would have to put them higher in my dynasty ranking yeah one of the things that pushed me back for lance was i mean i mean just look at his rb depth Especially on his bench. I mean, we're talking, Pat- sure, we're, sure. Yeah. we're talking Patterson, <laughs> Elliot, Elijah Mitchell, and I mean, even, I mean, I think his starters. I mean, 
great. He has an exceptional starting team. Hell, I that's why I had him at a five for win now. Yeah. yeah. I just I just think, you know, throughout the entirety of the dynasty, I mean, who are you gonna wanna I mean, I don't for his wide receivers. I mean, I, I think he has serviceable wide receivers, nothing that can really take the place of Mike Evans, DJ Moore, or McLaurin. And then, like I said, his RBs will knock on wood. I hope for a healthy season for everybody. But barring injury, I don't think he can rely on Elliot Patterson or Mitchell except for a spot start here and there. So, yeah, I really, really love Lance's starting lineup. Um, I think his issue is his depth. Uh, he's just got a bunch of old aging players that this might be it like he's probably got six or seven players on his bench just quickly looking at it that this is the last season and then they're gone um so it'll be interesting what he can do in upcoming rookie drafts to to replenish that get some more youth on his team yeah great uh steven any other uh, points on some players uh discrepancies between mine and your rankings I don't think so. Um, I I think John has a lot of potential, um, and and again, it's it, it would be close, but I think I would maybe give him a little more credit. Um, again, a lot a lot of it is ifs, but I mean, with his quarterbacks, Lawrence and Purdy, I think the problem is neither of them are running quarterbacks. But mm-hmm. I think that they have the potential to have an extremely high floor and both are super young. So if that's his core going forward, I think that's great, great to have. Um, with his running backs, jo- uh, Ramon J. Stevenson, Javante Williams, James Cook, again, all are could, could have a lot of potential, um, but they are young. And so I, I think that there is a good chance for, for at least one of those to hit, if not two. And then he's got some of the best you know, young, young wide receivers in the league. You've got AJ Brown, Chris Olave, um, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's a really, really solid wide receiver core. And then he's got Dallas Garden, Goddard and Pat Firemuth. So tight end position is locked down. Locked for in baby. Six yeah. to seven years. Um, so I so see, yeah, maybe, maybe give him a little bit more credit, but, but no, again, I, I, I really think the league is, is close and competitive. Um, again, I think with, Charlie and Josh, I feel like they um, kind of took a lot out of each other, beat each other down, if you will. Um, they have great, great spots on their team, but just don't know how sustainable it is. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Scott, any discrepancies? Anything you want to point out? No, I, I like the points that Steven made about um, – John Canada's team. I, I will say that uh, he doesn't really have a lot of quarterback depth. So if Brock Purdy ends up losing the job, he could be in big trouble there. Um, yeah, he's got Darnold. He's got Darnold. He's some project as the number two in San Francisco. Right, but if it ends up being Lance and it's not Purdy or Darnold, then big big troubles await uh, for for JC. I think. Um, hopefully not, because I think I think Purdy's the guy. Um, I don't like that he has AJ Brown and Dallas Goddard. You know, I hate the wide receiver tight end stack. Um, and I just, I'm not a big fan of Dallas Goddard. I also, he's another guy to me, like George Pickens, whose ADP is through the roof for no reason. He's never finished better than 10 at tight end. Um, and I've talked about this before on the pod. 
Um, so Dallas Goddard was definitely a guy that I just didn't want on my team. Um, but yeah, he's got Pat Fryermuth as well. So I don't necessarily hate his tight end position. Um, other than that, yeah, I think MJ, your rankings were fairly close to mine. I did like that you had ADEX a little bit higher for Dynasty because I think with her getting Murray, um, yeah. So uh, for our listeners yep. out there, with the trade that we made, I ended up getting Jalen Hurts at 1.02, and she got Kyler Murray at the 2.03 spot, which I would have had um, in addition to my 24 first and 25 first. So I think for Dynasty, because we don't know about Murray this year if he's even going to play, um, but I think she is set up. 2024 and beyond um much better and so i i do like that you had her ranked higher for dynasty um and i will say just for my own personal rankings um i had each of us number one at a position so i had mj number one for quarterbacks i had steven number one for wide receivers i had me for tight ends with andrews and laporta um so yeah and I think, likely and likely Can well we and like likely yes yeah. so i handcuffed andrews so i you know i got a lock on hopefully Lamar's favorite targeted position. Um, I, not to toot my own horn here, but I targeted players um, intentionally because I wanted basically top quarterback, top target kind of thing. So I got Jalen Hurts, but for my uh, wide receivers and tight ends, I got Joe Burrow's number one target and Jamar Chase. I got Deshaun Watson's number one target and Amari Cooper. I got Lamar Jackson's number one target and Mark Andrews. Um, and those were all very intentional guys on my board that I was trying to get based on who their quarterbacks were and uh, what their floor should be and what their ceilings could be. Yeah, great, great points all around, man. And and like I said, I everyone built a, an awesome team. I mean, really. And I I can't wait to see how this uh, league dynasty kind of uh, unfolds through the years. Um, so with that, we'll go ahead and move into another quick little bit. Um, who we think is going to have the, who has uh, the highest floor? And alternatively, who do we think has the highest ceiling? Um, how you guys mind if I start this? Go for it. So ceiling, listen, I yeah, I have to continue to stroke your ego, Scott, but it is going to be Scott's team. Um, I think he does have players, like he said, top players in three, um, positions. And I mean, if Josh Jacobs plays too, I mean, he was the RB one last year. I mean, I, I don't think he, also the rushing leader, we can't forget that. Um, so I think really, uh, consistently throughout the year. And I think Connor's going to really outperform. I think Cooper with another year under Watson is going to really shine and, I know Scott, me and you are huge on Ayuk. So, and I think Daniel Jones, I mean, really, I think a, a really a team set for success. Um, and so that's going to be my highest ceiling. Uh, my highest floor. Um, this one was a little bit of trouble for me. Um, but honestly, I, dude, I don't know. It's like we were talking about Lance. I think Lance's team is going to be surprisingly consistent. I just, mm, I, I, I think other than like, but the other one I was juggling was potentially uh, Mitchell's. Yeah, even though he doesn't have uh, a second QB, uh, I mean, if his team plays, I, I would be afraid to see that team uh, 
on a on on a week to week basis. To be honest, and I, let's say he he finds a trade for another QB, I think it's going to be lights out. Yeah, so I'll go real quick because I think I'm actually the opposite of MJ. I I think I have the highest floor. I think I'm going to be solid week to week. Hmm. Um, and I think Mitchell has the highest ceiling for the reasons you just mentioned. If his team hits, Justin Fields gets a 40-point week. Nick Chubb gets a 30-point week. Derrick Henry gets a 30-point week. Tyreek Hill gets a 30-point week. CeeDee Lamb gets a 30-point week. TJ Hawkinson hits his 36-point week. If that all happens in the same week, Mitchell by far has a higher ceiling than any other team, I think. I'll probably uh, just flipped everything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, honorable mentions, I had you as my other highest floor, and I had Harrison as my other highest ceiling, because mm-hmm. I think Harrison's the same same thing. If all his dudes hit, uh, Harrison has a crazy high ceiling too. I definitely disagree with the ceiling. I think with Mitchell not having a number two quarterback, I don't see how he could have the highest ceiling. Um, even with all of his other players mm-hmm. there. So um, he's not there for me. For my highest ceiling, I was torn between MJ and ADEX. Um, with Prescott and Watson as your two quarterbacks, I mean, again, that's you could have 35 to 40 points on their best on their best day. So that is crazy. Um, Brees Hall is healthy. Brees Hall and Najee Harris. Um Again, at their peak, it's going to be great. Um, and then, again, the reason why it's ceiling is because there's a little bit of unknown, but it could pop off. Devontae Smith could have a great week any given week, could go out for a bomb from Jalen Hurts. And then Zay Flowers, we have no idea, but he could be the number one receiver for Lamar Jackson and could stretch the field, get a ton of touchdowns. Um, and then, again, Dalton Kincaid and Evan Ingram, I think either of them – there's some mystery there with Kincaid, but again, they have a lot of potential. And so, yeah, so I think across the board, highest ceiling theirs is is uh, is, is your team, MJ. Mm-hmm. Um, I, again, I think ADEX was a close second because if Kyler Murray is healthy, um, that's her number one quarterback. Wilson has her number she two. Completely flips the script of her team. Oh, completely flips really? the script. Yeah. Like in. Saquon Barkley and Jamar Gibbs, again, I guess ceiling for me is there's some unknown, but if the players hit, they could kill it. And yeah. like Barkley Gibbs could be the best running back stand in the league. Um, and then again, DK Metcalf and Debo Samuel, two guys that talent-wise through the ceiling, but for whatever reason, one reason or another, they just have not hit consistently. But is there potential through the roof? I think so. Oh, yeah. So, so I think, uh, and, and again, Darren Wallow about to go into maybe his best situation that he's been in. One of my um, guys. So yeah, I, again, I think, I think you and her have the, the highest ceilings for highest floor. Um, agree with Scott. I think it's his team with, um, having Jalen hurts, Daniel Jones, two dual threat running quarterbacks. Um, you have a consistent floor there with your, with your quarterbacks and running, um, Jacobs and Connor are just going to be tried and true guys. It's going to be safe um, week to week, solid floor. Uh, Jamar Chase obviously is great. Amari Cooper, again, not necessarily a guy that's going to pop off, but he's going to give you production on a week to week basis. Um, and then Mark Andrews, arguably the most consistent next to Kelsey in the league. So I think there's a really safe floor there. I think next to Scott, I was going to give it to Kenneth for reasons I said earlier. Herbert and Cousins, not sexy, but super safe. Um, McCaffrey and Eckler, 
that is sexy and that's going to be a solid mm-hmm. four week to week basis. Um, again, it's, you know, a second wide receiver is really the, the only question, but I think with what he's picking up with his running backs on a week to week basis, he's going to easily make up for it. So, um, so yeah, I think Scott and Kenneth would be the floor for me. Great. Uh, any other notes, Scott? No, I, I like, um, that Steven, uh, mentioned ADEX for, um, for ceiling there. ADEX is one of two teams for me that I didn't rank at a single position outside of nine. So like everybody else, at least one position, whether that was kicker defense or their future picks I had at 10, 11 or 12, um, ADEX and Harrison were two teams that every single position, quarterback, wide receiver, running back, tight end, kicker, defense picks were all nine or higher. Um, and I had ADEX number one uh, for for kicker and pick and two for picks and four for running back. So I agree. I think she has really solid running backs, just like Steven was talking about. Mm. All right, great. Awesome, you guys. Um, now we'll move on to the last part of our segment here, which is going to be the season projection. Um, nothing crazy. Um, you already saw our rankings, but who do we think are, is going to pull it, uh, go through, go all the way? win the championship and heck who, who do we think is also gonna pull out a dub in the toilet bowl so you guys want me to start again yeah you got it <laughs> might as well okay listen and i oh my gosh i feel like a broken record and i i have scott winning it this year i I just, you're shaking your head. Don't you, don't jinx me, man. You, like, put, you put me on the spot. You made me go first. So I had like just basing teams off of what I'm seeing here. I mean, and this is barring that hopefully, and I've crossed my fingers, knock on wood, Josh Jacob plays plays as well. And Josh does Jacobs, you better play, man. Just take the money. Do not lay Vion Bell me. Please like, do not you, lay Vion Bell me. I think I think if Josh Jacobs plays, I mean, even though you, I mean, you do have his backup, you do have Zamir White, so I'm not necessarily too too stressed about that for you as well. And you also have Jamal Williams, who I think is going to be in a very excellent position to be uh, more of the between-the-tackles guy. Yeah, if Josh wants to take the first three weeks off to figure things out, that's fine. I'll play Jamal instead, but just be back by week four, my dude, please. <laughs> yeah, please. Um, and for my toilet toilet bowl winner... Um, and now this is all, this is all dependent on Kyler Murray coming back, but I have ADEX winning the toilet bowl. So who's up next? I'll go. So, uh, I, I got MJ, I got you winning it all this year, man. I, <laughs> I got to jinx you back for that. Um, uh, but no, I, I, I mentioned this earlier. I like, I really like your team a lot. Um, I think you definitely are number one for dynasty and, and one or two for this year. Um, I think you could definitely win it all. And, uh, yeah, I, I think between you, me, Steven, um, Mitchell Lance, and then who do I have on the fringe? Kenneth, Kenneth and mm-hmm. Harrison, Kenneth and Harrison. I think, I think there's a cliff after those seven teams as to who can make the playoffs and who can't um, this year. Uh, so I, I think it'll be one of those seven to win it all. I think the three of us have a really good shot at it being one of us. Um, toilet bowl. I disagree with you. I don't think it's ADEX. I don't think she's going to be there. Although it wouldn't be bad if she did, because then she would get the number one pick next year. Um, 
but I think it's going to be my boy, Josh. I'm sorry, man. I, I love you, Josh. I'm not trying to hate on you or your team, but um, Mahomes and Burrow, best two quarterback tandem in the league. But other than that, man, I I don't like the team. I don't like the squad. Um, I hope that some of your guys pop, like Jordan Addison. Um, we'll see, though, man. And and you're another one of the teams that needs a tight end. Uh, so hit me up. I got Laporta. I'm willing to deal him. Oh wait, okay. Are are we not let? Are they not like trying to win the toilet bowl, or is it like lost like the lowest points with a field? So team? no, no, no. So it oh, is God. max. It is max possible points. Yeah, so max, max possible points, points that your team could score. That's that's going to be who gets picks. But I think yeah, yeah. So you should be trying to win the toilet bowl. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. 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 So. Sorry, I guess I picked the person that I think is going to lose the toilet bowl. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think Charlie will actually win the toilet bowl. Charlie will beat Josh okay. uh, in the 11th, 12th place game. Excuse me. Yes. Thank All you. Right. Yeah, yeah, I got you, man. A, a clarification. Uh, Steve-O, what you got, baby? The best teams never win, guys. And I say that coming from experience in our other dynasty league, Rocky Mountain Club. I completely ran the table during the regular season and went undefeated in fantasy, just completely unheard of, um, and the lost in the playoffs. So I, I don't ever bet on the best team. And I think Scott's team is like diet my team from RMC. So I don't Ooh. think that he's gonna <laughs> gonna gonna win. Hey, hey see, that's the real jinx right there. <laughs> I don't I don't think the depth is there either to to necessarily. Well, no, no, I take that back. I think that there's there's depth there uh-huh. to keep you, to keep you running. Um, MJ, I mean, I don't, uh, well, I, again, I think I think you have one of the better teams, but I also don't know if you have the depth past like your third player at each position. I think there's a significant mm-hmm. drop off. Um, now there is. I I don't want to spoil everything, but there's a reason uh, for a lot of my build, and which we've personally talked about. Hopefully, will envelop as the season uh, goes on. But there is there is a rhyme for my my insanity, my reason. Oh, I know. I know you got some gears gears turning in the background. Um, but all that build up to say, I think I'm going to go. I've, I've given him a lot of love pun not intended throughout this podcast but i'm going to go with kenneth again i am just again going back to the floor um i said he had the best floor next to scott and there yes there's injury history but mccaffrey and Eckler, i can't i can't get over it that is such a sick running back tandem yeah and i get that the wide receivers are not there and i definitely value them more in dynasty but I, I have a feeling that Pittman or Pickens is going to work out um, as a wide receiver too. Stefan Diggs is going to be plenty okay to carry him with the wide receiver one. I know that the tight ends are not crazy strong, but I think Chig has a lot of potential. Dolchich could be the one or two for the Broncos, honestly. Um, so I, I don't think know any other tight end they have. Actually, well, sorry, I meant I meant receiver. Oh, okay. <laughs> over Jerry G, possibly. Hmm. Uh, That's uh, extreme major take. I oh, will do any kind of side Scott bet you take, want. Maybe. Judy will beat Dolchich at any stat. You name it. 
that that's the hottest thing I've ever heard you say. Dolce is going to be better than Judy. But I like it. I like this. I was going to say that's the Judy bias coming in from Scott. No, 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 no. There's no, there's no bias. Okay, <laughs> Dolce is not Jerry Judy. All right. Um, like the Broncos were trash last year. Obviously, Judy was a part of that. But Judy had his best year in three seasons while they were trash. Judy's going to be good this year. Anyways, going back to the the task at hand. Um, yeah, I'm going to again take take a team that I don't think is top three. Um, but I think is on the brisk of the playoffs and similar in our other league with our bullshit wild card rule. Um, number six ended up winning, and so again, I think uh, I think it's going to be a, a bottom half playoff team that will get hot at the right time and uh, and take the game. So I got I got two issues with Steven's pick, and I, I'm not hating on Kenneth because I, I like your team too. Um, we've only had a back to back champion once. Uh, in the history of our league before it was Dynasty, as we draft. Um, and that was Charlie. Golf clap, Charlie, two in a row. Um, Kenneth would become the second team to do it. I just don't think it's going to happen. Like, uh, it's crazy um, to win two in a row. I, I don't hate the pick, Stephen, but I don't think it's going to happen um, just, just from an odds perspective. Uh, but also, you pick, you pick the team that I just mentioned, and I know you hit on it, but like McCaffrey and Eckler, are they going to be there when he needs the most in the playoffs, that's that's my biggest question mark with Kenneth. Like, I can he make the playoffs? Yes. Can he win it all? If McCaffrey and Eckler are healthy, yes. Are do I think they're going to be? I don't know. If I could name ten players that I'm worried about not being there for playoff time, they would be two of the ten. Well, guess what? He's got Alvin Kamara in the back of his tank. So who and Alvin? Who, and Dalvin Cook. And Dalvin, who, who knows where he's going to be. So, yeah, that's why I think that's the other thing is K- Kenneth has the depth there. And Alvin Kamara, the perfect guy to fill in for one of those two pass-catching running backs to take yeah. him to the ship. So, yeah. um, Steve, you're hated. my close second, Stephen. Actually, you're my close second. I think your depth is dangerous. I really think your depth is dangerous. I, again, I think just from being burned in our other league, I can't, <laughs> I, can't I can't take myself. <laughs> Oh, great. All right. Awesome. Any closing notes from anybody? I think this was a a really great segment. I mean, this was a really fun draft. And um, like I said, I cannot wait for this uh, league to continue to develop and unfold in front of us. Do we have a, uh, I guess, just an off-the-cuff superlative? Uh I guess most surprising or most impressive draft, who would you guys say? I mean, most surprising and most impressive are different for me. Most surprising, I would say, would be Charlie's because after he made all those trades at the beginning and had all these picks, the players that he picked, um, I was just kind of scratching my head because he was picking a lot of win-now players uh, when I thought he was just going to try and go hard on the rookies, like the hype rookies, and uh, build a team that's looking to win like two years from now. Um, so I, I found that a little surprising and we'll see what he, what he does with it. He has all the draft capital in the world so he can go out and, and buy what he wants to um, if people are willing to deal it. Uh, most impressive draft? Get, get back to me. Ask MJ first. I need to think about oh, this. Oh my gosh. All right. Um, hmm. Most surprising. Um, yeah, and I know you didn't really like this team, but Harrison was the most surprising to me. I think he he was able to really... Um, scrunch up the value he can, he could from his position, and I, I I'm actually like 
really surprised at the team that he was able to field now. Um, which is hence why I have him so high in my my win now rankings. And yeah, his depth is is something leaves something to be desired. But um, he definitely surprised me from his position um, at the twelve spot. Yeah, and the more I like it, I think the more you guys are right. I mean, being in the twelve spot, he really did kill it because he did exactly what he should have done, and he got those kind of older consistent QBs later at value. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I definitely do think he's in a, in a win now position, you know, again, long-term he's got super young wide receivers, old quarterback. So there's going to have to be some um, give and take there, but, but now I, I, I think you're right. I think he could make a run um, and, uh, and has a pretty solid floor to week. All right. I, I got my impressive and I think it's a tie for me. Um, I think it's both because uh, just, reviewing league statistics and how both these players have had teams finish in the past. Um, I thought both Mitchell and Lance had extremely impressive drafts. Hmm. Um, I, I, I like both their teams, you know, like I, I know we've, we've hit on Mitchell not having a second quarterback, but I mean, his positional players are crazy good. Um, and I thought Lance had an outstanding draft um, hats off to both of them for, for excellent drafts. Um, oof. I'm going to press up draft. I have to actually give that to Rob. Um, mainly because part of what I was so surprised of is after he took Tua in uh, the second round. Um, and I was just, I was just blown away just because, you know, there was so much value at that point. But if you really look at his team, I mean, I, that starting lineup is money. And I, I mean, I from agree. from his position, the players he took at the, uh, I mean, if Tua hits, knock on wood, I hope he remains healthy. The guy is a gunslinger. I mean, I think 17 right now, his estimate for the first week is 17.57. That is, <laughs> that is grossly um, under his potential. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think, uh, I think yeah. he's got another one of those teams that's not necessarily sexy, but if if Tua is healthy, Tua and Gino, that is one of the best one-two tandems in, in the in the league from a quarterback perspective. Extremely yeah. high floor from those guys. Um, and then he's got he's got the Lamps quarterback on lockdown. Like if Stafford gets injured, he's got Stetson Bennett yeah. from those if he's that's actually too. good. Right. That was a great pickup. Great uh safe, safe uh I mean er, took him early, but a great idea. Um, Paul Alexander's incredible one-two punch, Jefferson, Higgins, Judy. I think he's up there with me with the with the best wide receiver core. Um, so I completely agree um on that front. I think um I'm giving most impressive to ADEX. I think given that Scott grabbed, stole, took Jalen Hurts from her, um, I think she completely killed it. Um, again, obviously who knows how Murray's going to do, but if, if Murray is available, Murray Wilson is going to be great. And again, Barkley Gibbs, Metcalf Samuel, she, I think she killed it. So, um, super impressed with, with her draft. And as far as surprise goes, um, I, I mean, I think you guys have good had good choices with uh, 
did you say? I guess, yeah, Charlie, I got kind of whiplash with what he was choosing. Um, maybe, maybe Lance, because um, I feel like okay. there was uh, a lot of homerism involved, but at the same time, they were really good picks. So I think surprised by, uh, by those choices. Yeah, I, just circling back, I, I think Rob did have a really good draft too, and I, I like his starting lineup a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, I agree. Tua and Gino have to hit. Um, sneaky good. Talk, sneaky good. I, yeah, I've I've talked about it before. You know, I, I'm I'm worried about Tua. I I think he's one concussion away from being done. But like Steven said, he has Stafford as his third with Stetson backing Stafford up. So if Stafford gets hurt, he he still has a third quarterback, which is better than uh you know three or four teams in this league that are sitting on two or one. Um, and yeah, I, I agree. Uh, Adex also had a really good draft and. No, uh, I did not steal Jalen Hurts from her. I gave away two future firsts and my 2.03, and she turned it into Murray and two two future firsts. So, I mean, that is, that is a really good side of that trade as well. All right, all right. Awesome draft recap, you guys, uh, which is the bulk of our podcast today. We'll go ahead and scoot and boot over to MFK led by Scott. Scott, what you got? All right, I'm sticking with my monthly themes. And uh, as you know, it's August. So uh, what happens in August? Well, the kids go back to school. So I got a couple of school supply pairs here, oh, if you will. Um, so uh, very simple, MFK. You got the uh, tried and true pencil and paper. You've got calculator and ruler. And you've got scissors and glue. MFK. That is really cre- that threw me off. That was really creative. Could you give that to me one more time? Because I I was not expecting that. <laughs> Pencil and paper, calculator and roller, scissors and glue. I'll I'll take it. Um, I think the easy kill for me is scissors and glue. Um, was never an arts and craft gal in school, so. Um, I did not, I, I just like got blue on my fingers and it was just a mess and I really sucked at just cutting and, um, yeah, anyway, so just probably due to my lack of talent, I'm yeah, I'm going to kill uh, scissors and glue. Um, I think due to my profession, I have to go with calculator and roller for, uh, my Mary. Um, I was definitely a, a math guy and, um, love a good calculator so I'm going to go with that one. And then I uh, have yeah, friends with benefits. Um, now I'm blanking. What was this uh, other one? Uh, pencil, pencil, paper. Oh, yeah. I mean, boring. And also it's 2023. <laughs> so like now we got iPads and shit. So who's even using yeah, pencil true, paper? I guess. So uh, well, friends with benefits. Well, I, yeah, I'll have to go with, I have to kill the calculator and ruler. I was never... I was never good at math. I was never good at math. And what the calculator's there for. Well, yeah, that is what it's there for. But when you're at the point where you're having to get a calculator, a ruler, slash protractor, you're at that point where the math is too hard. Um, I, I just I hate math with a passion. Although I'm crazy about fantasy football, which is largely based on numbers, the irony, right? Um, I'll have to 
fringe with bench fits, scissors and glue. I was the kid that screwed around with those, both those items. Yeah. I had glue all over my hands. I was always twirling the scissors around, trying to cut my fingers, cut everything. So I had lots of fun with scissors and glue as a kid. And I had to actually marry pencil and paper. Um, I really liked writing. Um, and I always really loved grabbing new, uten- new writing utensils. I know something fun about, oh, I want to try these pens out. Like, oh, well, look at my new notebook. You know, it was back then. And of course, you guys remember back when the notebook started getting all these, you know, images, like fancy pictures on them. And I would get all the Pokemon ones. Like I have very vivid memories of get, selecting my my pen and paper for the year upcoming year. So... M- MJ, I said scissors and glue, not whips and chains. Trying to like cut yourself, <laughs> like what? <laughs> Listen, uh, <laughs> man, you had me cracking up. Um, kid. Yeah, so I got a hundred percent agree with Stephen. Um, I was also a math nerd. I use a ton of math in my profession as well. Love me a calculator. Love me a good ruler. Uh, you know, little hot, uh, secret trait there it can also be a straight edge, which is huge. Um, Wow. Love a good straight edge. Yeah. <laughs> so um got a got a married calculator ruler, friends of bench fits, pencil and paper. Um, like I said, tried and true, the classic, pretty much need it, unless I guess you're a Gen Z or using a iPad and a and an iPad pen. Uh but I, I still like my pencil and paper for for notes, even to this day. Uh and just like Steven, I don't know uh how we missed the gene because because our Mom is really good with uh, arts and crafts, uh, Whoa, but I, I was terrible uh, at arts and crafts. I still can't color in the line. Like even on like multiple choice tests, when I like circle, like I always freak out because I end up like not getting the complete color inside the circle, and like I have like stray marks. I don't. I I can't do it. If arts and crafts was actually a graded subject in school, I would still be in kindergarten. Um, so I, yeah, I'm killing scissors and glue. Keep me away from the arts and crafts. It's not gonna be pretty. Oh, I love it. Um. Steve, are you mind if I go for uh, next? Please. Okay, so once again, well, I I, I want to say this. This has no indication on if we want to kill or anything uh, of these selections, right? So I had to go with the school theme as well, Scott, because of of course Sydney, my wife, is going yes. back to school. This is her second week back. She gets her kids on Wednesdays. I I thought it was smart, but apparently I wasn't clever enough because Scott had it. So. I had to, well, I selected for you guys as MFK, different, uh, what am I trying to say? Divisions of kids, okay? So, you have, if you were to teach, if you were a teacher, MFK. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, okay. If, if, rankings if you were a teacher. We are teetering on dangerous territory here. <laughs> Steven and I are crying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Elementary schoolers. Middle schoolers. High schoolers. MFK. We just gotta we gotta just put another disclaimer out there that this is such a light, uh lighthearted uh section of our podcast and none of the words with MFK are, are literal. Um so just gonna add that uh before all of us answer 
you could just um, do rank from one to one, two, three. How about that? Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. Yeah, yeah, um, there you go. I, I'm not gonna. So I, I will actually take this one because I have a little bit of experience um, tutoring uh, children, um, specifically elementary and high school. Don't really have experience with uh, middle school, but I can tell you for a fact that number three would have to be elementary school students just because it's so hard to keep them to focus, man. And the thing is, like, you can tell they're smart and that they kind of understand what you're saying and what you're trying to teach them, but they got like a five-minute attention span and then they want to do anything else. Um, and and this, is, this is tutoring math, and I get it if, if, if you're a kid that hates math, uh, but, like, man, it's tough. So that's got to be my three. Um, like I said, I don't have experience with middle schoolers, but I feel like they kind of got to be the in-between. The, the opposite, the problem you get with the high schoolers is, once again, they would rather do anything else. Like they can keep focus a little bit better, but they're doing the tutoring because they're not very good at that subject and they hate it. Um, and so, yeah, they probably give me my two. Um, and I, I would take a gamble and make middle schoolers my one. Absolute yikes. Disagree. Um, oh. I'm going to put... One for high school, just because I guess if I were teaching, they're going to be the uh, easiest to receive what I am saying, um, as they're not complete idiots um, at that <laughs> stage, hopefully. So, gonna and, and I think I would enjoy the material the most at that, uh, that age as well. So, one, high school. Two, elementary. Um, again, they're just a bunch of little doinkers. They don't really know what's going on, um, but I think that they would be happy and I think that they would like me a lot. So would definitely, uh, yeah, put them in the two spot. And three, without question, is middle school. Bunch of prebescent, like puberty's coming on, like too cool for school. I think that's the worst part of it. I think middle mm -hmm. school is the too cool for school group and I ain't got time to deal with that shit. Um, they're just trying to be somebody uh, and... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to pass on that in that middle middle group. Yeah, uh, three for me is going to be middle schoolers. I think they're just way too. I think yeah, all those hormones they're getting real sassy. Uh, my two is going to be high schoolers. Um, you know what I? The, and there's a main reason why, and of course that one is elementary. It's like I have the attention span sometimes of a a child, and I I t I like I don't know. I like kind of the the free nature of children, and I like to be kind of off the wall, uh, banjo kazooie sometimes myself. So I, I I have some experience with children, and I I love them. I love kids, and so that's why they're going to be my one, two high schoolers. I don't know. I just I I can take disrespect from a kid. I can't take disrespect from a young adult, like a young a, a, like a young teen, like. I don't know something about it. It just sets me off, but I'm, I'm glad, uh, I, I like all your decisions. So thank you all for, uh, uh, entertaining my MFK, my one, two, three. <laughs> yeah. We're going to switch gears now. <laughs> um, so got, uh, three lovely women for you guys. Oh, um, tried and true. So, uh, we got someone in their twenties, their thirties and forties. Um, Hopefully you'll be able to guess, but uh, we got, oh, oh, and also tying back to my New Orleans weekend, my Saints color rush uniform. These are all 
women from Louisiana. Oh, um, so that is their uh, that is their connection. So first we got Reese Witherspoon. Oh, um, just the most lovely actress. Um, Shelley Hennig, who is from Teen Wolf, MTV's Teen Wolf. If you ever watched that show, uh, and then we have Addison Ray, who is big on social media, um, has been in uh, one or two movies. So those are your three: Reese Witherspoon, Shelley Hennig, and Addison Ray. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I'll take this first, actually. Uh, my Mary, easy Reese Witherspoon, a uh, huge crush on her when I was a kid. Um, and I, I think she's just an overall great human being, uh, based on, and, and based off what my wife has said, her, uh, book of the month selections are, are really good as well. Uh, my friends with Ben Shafitz is going to be Addison Ray, a uh, great looking gal. I'm just not big into all the influencer stuff, but like I said, beautiful young woman. Um, and I don't really know Shelly Hennig. I'm sorry, Shelly, but uh, you're going to have to be my kill just because of my personal experiences with you. Non-existent. Yeah. So, so uh, I'll agree with MJ on the Mary. I'm going to marry Reese Witherspoon. Um, lots of good things that MJ said. And uh, yeah, just probably the, I mean, definitely the best actress of all three of these. Um, I'm going to... Friends of Benjamin Shelley uh, did watch me some Teen Wolf growing up. We had a buddy that actually had a cameo in it at one one point. Shout out to oh. Amari. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, definitely a fan of Shelley. Um, and uh, I'm going to kill Addison. Uh, I dislike the whole influencer thing just just gonna leave it at that um kill kill them all (laughs) (laughs) ouch um all right so i i actually addison is my my kill as well Um, i think she's beautiful but uh tough competition i'm gonna marry shelly shelly um closest in age and i think she's gorgeous seems like a cool cat so i'm gonna marry her and then Friends with Benjamin Fitz Reese, who is, I mean, just absolutely wonderful in all the ways. Um, but uh, yeah, great yeah. round of uh, choices, guys. Yeah, absolutely great. Uh, great MFKs, everybody, as always. Um, next up, we got Jukebox. What's what, what are we hitting up today, Steve-O? Juke. Sticking with my NOLA theme. Oh, I love no. it. Yeah, you know I love the theme. Um and I'm sure you guys didn't know, as I did not, but we got some guys who are from New Orleans, DJ Khaled and Lil Wayne, if you did not know, both from New Orleans. Um, two songs that both are featured in. I think they're actually both DJ Khaled songs. I think I said call it earlier, DJ Khaled songs um, featuring Lil Wayne. So the first one is called I'm On One. And... If you're not familiar, I'm on one. Um, kind of just means like drunk or high. Um, people kind of use it to mean like, oh, he's on one. Like, it's hard to describe, but he's on another I mean, level. But yeah, yeah. The listeners know. So, <laughs> question, question is, what player or strategy are you so completely hung up on without true grounds or logic behind it? You're just on one with that player. Well, I mean, like, 
Yeah, explain that a little bit more. Well, Scott, this is kind of your natural territory, but basically someone that you feel extremely strong about, but there's no statistics or reason to back it up. Huh. Do they have to be on our current team? No. Oh, I mean, well, it's always Justin Jefferson. You said you, you again, you don't uh, understand the question at all. Then you didn't explain it well enough. That's what I'm saying. A player that you are high on, okay, without reason. You don't have a reason behind it. Justin Jefferson has clearly proven that he is the best wide receiver in the NFL. Oh, Someone okay. All right, all right. Got no it. Background. Got it. Dalton Kincaid, because he will be the number two target to Josh Allen on the Bills. Um, I mean, hands down, I'm all about Dalton Kincaid, Kincaid trading this year. Um, let's go. It's a great pick. Completely unproven, and you have not shut up about him. So, no, it's a perfect, perfect pick. Same. Uh, Nico Collins. Nico Collins, well, I love that. Hasn't, hasn't really mind. proved himself at all. He's going to year three. And I mean, I just think he has a chance. And as I've seen, he's he's starting to become that wide receiver one for the Texans. I love the kid. Love the kid. A lot of potential. I hope. Nothing really right. to back it up. So <laughs> hope you're right. Hope you're both right. I, <laughs> I, I feel like Kin, Kincaid, I, I would like to see him. Do well. Also, I have Josh Allen, so I guess, yeah, I would get a lot of benefit off of both of y'all's picks. Um, Song number two, I'm the one. So the first song was I'm on one. Second song, I'm the one, which I'm sure both of y'all have heard. It's a bop. Great summer jam. Um, What player in fantasy do you think has the chance to become the one in Dynasty within the next two years? So in other words... Someone that will be talking about the way we currently talk about Justin Jefferson or Patrick Mahomes, just the one. In one to two years, you said? One to two years, yeah. So I mean, this year, can, next I, year. can I take low-hanging fruit here? If it's I'd say Jalen Hurts. I, I think. Again, Scott, you completely miss the target anytime. Like Jalen Hurts is already a top three dynasty quarterback. So again, yeah, but we're going to be talking about him like we're talking about Mahomes. Like he is the one. He's not a one. He is the he, one. We chose him number two. Okay, so yeah, so again, but he I will be chosen it. number one. All right, Scott's going to take a break. MJ, do you have <laughs> your choice? And Scott completely does not understand the props ever. Um, listen, I am all behind the hype for Marvin Harrison Jr. Whoa, okay. I am all behind. <laughs> Did not that. see that one coming. So a guy that's well, not even in the NFL yet. Not even you said one to two years. So I I think this guy actually has the chance to be better than Justin Jefferson. Um, I think he's a generational uh, generational wide receiver talent that literally it runs in his blood. Um, nice. another Hall of Famer. Um you just need to watch the tape. And big thing is the eye test for me. He is one of those players where I'm just like, I really can't say anything while I'm watching him. I'm just that amazed by him. So I think he's going to make an absolute splash. I think he's going to come in a uh, wide receiver two or three right off the bat. And yeah, I think he will usurp Justin Jefferson within and Jamar Chase, mind you, uh, within two to th- one to two years. Wow. Well, I disagree with that. I don't hate it, but uh, nobody's usurping Jefferson or Chase for a while, at least five years. Um, Now that you understand the problem. Yes. Give me Bijan. 
Bijan, the one. The RB1. But we're I, talking about him as... I, I, I mean, mean, I'll accept that answer again. I mean, he's the number one dynasty running back. So, uh, I, again, I think that he's kind of, kind of being in number one in rookie redraft. So he's kind of being talked about as the guy. But you're right that um, he's not <laughs> on the level of Justin Jefferson or Patrick Mahomes. So I guess we will take that answer. But that's, I mean... He's got he's got a long ways to go. If we're talking about a, a running back who's going to be on the same level as uh, as Jefferson and Mahomes, but um, shout out to our no law guys, um, great uh, great picks after some yeah hurdles. Love it, absolutely love it, and I hope everyone who's listening has enjoyed this episode. Um, I, I, of course, the dynasty um, recap. Uh, startup recap was the uh, main bulk of our episode today, but man, uh, drafts are just always, every draft is its own animal. And uh, I mean, I think we're still reeling from the animal that we just encountered and just, you know, a week or so ago, a couple days ago. Um, so big thanks to everyone in our league. Once again, we can't wait to see how this league develops. Um, the moves we're about to make—I don't—I mean, we we still haven't had a in-league trade yet since the league and uh, since the draft ended. So I can't wait to see who makes the. Uh, yeah, I can't wait to see who makes the the first trade happen. Um, but big thank you to you guys for giving your time uh, today, and all to our listeners. Again, uh, football season is literally, gosh, it's right around the corner. Um, we're about what a month out. At this point, well, no, 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 about a little bit over because it's on Thursday it's night. Thursday night, exactly right? a month. It's August seventh. The season starts oh, September seventh. We are baby. exactly a month out. Yeah, baby, month out. Football's almost back. Let's get it. Let's get it. Yeah, uh, I'll second what MJ said. Um, thank you to everyone in our league. Um, I know a twenty-six round draft is a lot. Uh, sorry for the constant text of "Hey, it's your turn," uh, but we made it through. Um, we've been looking forward to making this podcast uh for a couple weeks now um just to talk about how it and the hype going into the season as we just mentioned we're a month out now um we wish all teams best of luck um everybody that's now doing their redraft uh drafts uh, best of luck with those as well and uh thank you to our listeners uh we appreciate you and and thank you steven and mj for co-hosting and putting in the time And yeah, I am super excited about this this league. Um, now, hopefully, we have at least twenty four recurring listeners between RMC and the What's Your Fantasy leagues. Uh, so, hope you guys are tuning in on a weekly basis. And we want to give like everyone in the league shout outs. We want to talk about the team. So, um, if you hate what we're saying, if you think that we have hot takes, which we of course do um like please like let us know and we want to bring it up on the podcast and um if you want to come on holler we'd love to have anyone as a guest um it's always it's always fun to have a, a fourth take in the mix but uh but yeah excited for the season to come sad that the draft is over because it is just uh, there's nothing better than the fantasy draft so mm-hmm. it's sad that uh again with dynasty it's not happening ever again which is kind of sad but uh it, it went really well. I think everyone did a really good job. And uh, 
cheers to uh cheers to the 2023 season yeah cheers don't, everybody don't, don't forget about the rookie drafts okay we, we do have rookie have drafts. drafts if you no. would just hold on to a couple of picks all right you would... it's over we're dead <laughs> <laughs> oh also mitchell hey we're gonna need your uh mitchell i know you listen to into us every week so uh make sure you get your uh nfl combine video and uh everything done uh, yes. before the season starts before the season starts <laughs> one month one month <laughs> In the One Mississippi month. heat. In that Mississippi heat, baby. Uh, but with that, thank you guys for joining us. And until next time, it's What's Your Fancy? Fantasy Football Podcast. We'll see you next time. Sweet, sweet fantasy, baby.